Welcome to Vistas by WebCheck Security. News, views, and insights into the cybersecurity realm, leadership, and entrepreneurship. Produced by WebCheck Security. My name is Greg Johnson, and I'm your host. Today's podcast deviates from cybersecurity a bit to discuss holiday cheer, particularly in the realm of philanthropy, mental health, and with a bit of video production professionalism thrown in. If that sounds like a mishmash, it's not. Stay tuned and enjoy this cheery holiday guest, Brandy Vega from Vega Media Studios and the Good Deed Revolution as today's story unfolds. Vistas is honored to be sponsored by Nexus IT, a worry-free, hyper-responsive approach to providing world-class IT support and solutions so leaders can focus on their business. And now to our guest, Brandy Vega. Brandy is a cutting-edge entrepreneur, a skillful media guru, best-selling author, a loyal mother, spirited philanthropist, and driven advocate. And this is really a fun bio to read, Brandy. I'm going to get a kick out of this. At age 17, she graduated high school early to join the Army as a broadcast journalist and public affairs specialist. At 20 years old, Brandy landed her first job on air as a reporter for Fox News, making her the youngest reporter ever hired by the station. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. She has produced shows for worldwide audiences and went on to build her own video production company, Vega Media Studios, in 2014, where she works with companies such as Qualtrics, Vivint, ABC, MTV, Harmon Brothers, religious organizations, and many more. While Brandy is an accomplished entrepreneur, her heart also lies with humanitarian work. She created her own nonprofit organization called Good Deed Revolution in 2015 and has helped hundreds of people. In 2021, Brandy nearly lost her 14-year-old daughter to suicide and shifted her work to suicide prevention and mental health. Brandy is highly adventurous and has an optimistic, larger-than-life personality. She is a certified, a state-certified handgun and CCW instructor, as well as a self-defense instructor. She was a surrogate for strangers at 40 years old and adopted a baby born addicted to meth in 2017, all as a single mother. She values time with her children and her amazing husband, whom she married in 2020. Her life goal is to live the title of her book, Bringing Value, Solving Problems, and Leaving a Legacy, which book I need to acquire and read. So I will do that. Is it on <laughs> Amazon, Brandy? <laughs> um, I, I'll get you a personal copy. How's that? <laughs> well, I'm happy to pay for it, but that would be awesome. And uh, make sure it's autographed, would you? <laughs> you got it. Okay. Very cool. Well, Brandy, uh, it's just an honor to have you here. Thank you so much. I appreciate uh, your time. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Listen, for our, our listeners, tell them a little bit about yourself, some fun stuff. Um, and then let's pivot into a little bit about Vega Media Studios, what you do, how you started it, uh, how's the journey been. Let's start there today. All right. Well, I mean, I think you covered some some pretty big highlights of my life in that bio. I've had anything but boring life. You know, I was born, I've got incredible parents, but, um, you know, they, they struggled. And so I learned the value of hard work uh, as, a, as a youngster. I started my first entrepreneurial gig at five years old. I was painting rocks and 
selling them on the corner with googly eyes, just trying to make a little extra money for food and, and clothes and different things like that. My mom was a single mom who worked two or three minimum wage jobs just to get by. But, you know, that, that taught me the value of hard work. It taught me how to get out there and, and work hard for the things that you want and, and that you need. And I had a thought, you know, the, when I was writing my book, <clears throat> it came to me and, and this is my thought. Life is what's given. Opportunity is what's taken. None of us gets to determine where we're born, our economic circumstances. None of us get to determine any of that, but we all have opportunity and it's what we will end up doing with that opportunity. And so I've had kind of an interesting life where now I'm at a point, I'll be 45 in December. And so young, to be so young. To <laughs> <laughs> the older I get, the younger everyone else seems, right? It's right. like, wow, I guess 50, 60, 70. It's not that old, really. Nope. <laughs> but, but I love that... Um, that I've just had some unique experiences that have given me good perspective. And, and now I get to mentor. I'm also a member of the women who succeed with Kathy Garth and the, the keys to success. So I mentor females in high school and college because I never had that. And I think of how different my life would have been if I had some good mentors. Um, yeah, it's just been great. Tell me about your military experience. This is of interest to me because my oldest son, Daniel, um, was combat camera in the Air Force. <clears throat> and uh, I'll never forget when he was uh, just out of high school, he said, Dad, I don't have discipline. I'm going to join the Air Force. And I just admired him for doing that. <laughs> and and But but the, the, he's so creative. He learned. Uh, he's gone on. He, he got an associate's degree in in. Um, um, what do you call the camera? Not cinematography, but photography, right? Uh -huh. He's always had the eye. He takes beautiful pictures. He won some awards in the Air Force for uh, his documentaries that he made. And um, anyway, I, I won't go on about my son, but that just gave him the footing to develop his skills, and it, it was wonderful for him. Tell, tell us about your journey. What possessed you to join the military? What branch? Uh, and then kind of how that led to, yeah. uh, to where you are today. Well, I joined the Army, and I joined as a 46 Romeo, which is a broadcast journalist and public affairs specialist. I actually got to interview President George W. Bush and be on the White House press pool. Fantastic. When I was 10 years old, I was watching the news, and I remember thinking, wow, that would be an incredible job. I want to, you know, get fixed up and look pretty and learn new stories and tell stories and be on TV. So my dream from the time I was 10 years old was to be a news reporter. I started doing it in junior high um, with newspaper and, and got into the broadcast in high school. And my goal was just to graduate and go to college to become a, a news journalist, a TV reporter. So my senior year, I got a phone call and it was the Marine Corps. And they said, hey, what are you going to do with your life? I said, I'm going to graduate and go to college. Well, how are you going to pay for that? I don't really know. I, you know, I, I didn't, again, I didn't have that opportunity. Economically, life was a little bit of a struggle for us. And so they said, well, did you know you could be a reporter in the military? I, I had no idea. My grandfather was a Marine, got a Purple Heart in Iwo Jima, but he was killed before I was ever born. So I didn't grow up around the military. I didn't know anybody in the military, but I said, hey, you're telling me you'll pay me to get an education and I can be reporting in a year. 
like I'll go to boot camp, I'll go to my training, and then I'm reporting in a year. Sure, I always like to fast track. I like to once I make a decision, I just want to get it done. Yep. So I set up an appointment to meet with the Marine Corps, and I'm heading across town. I'm a high schooler. I couldn't find it. I was supposed to be there at three. Finally, it's three thirty. I saw a recruiting sign. I ran in and I said, "Hey, I'm so sorry, I'm late. My name is Brandy." They said, "What? What's your name?" Wrote it down. Have a seat. I ended up going into Army recruiting when I was supposed to meet with the Marine Corps. That was lucky for me. If I would have been really lucky, it would have been the Air Force. But I ended up finding out that, uh, you know, there were several tests. And I just kept thinking, well, if I pass the test, if I pass my voice and my video and my health and my mental and all these screenings, you had to score really high. I had to score 90% or above. And I wasn't a brainiac. Um, But in order to do public affairs, I mean, you're working with the top brass. I was a media liaison with all the local news stations and international news stations. And and I just ended up, I kept passing. In fact, it was funny because I scored really well on some of my tests and they said, Brandy, you scored perfectly to be a fighter pilot. Do you want to do that? I said, no, I just want to be a reporter. They said, do you know how many people are dying to do that? I said, I'm not one of them. If you can't make me a reporter, I'm not joining. And uh, (laughs) I ended up getting in. And it was great. I, I did. I graduated high school six months early. I left for boot camp. So all my friends are on senior trip enjoying life and I'm getting smoked at basic training. First year was co-ed, by the way. Um, I was writing in 1996. I joined in 95. I went to boot camp in 96. Interesting. And obviously it was the right thing. You took off, uh, did some cool things. Uh, tell us about, a little bit more about the George W. Bush interview. So I like to tell people it's a million dollar experience. I wouldn't give you two cents for like, I'm so glad I did it, but I never want to do it again because it was hard. I was kind of like private Benjamin. I was just really naive. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was always a hard worker and, and I loved what I was doing. I got deployed over to Kosovo and I served over there. I was in Kosovo during the September 11th terrorist attacks in 2001. And shortly before that, President Bush had come and was, you know, just doing a tour with K4 and all of the groups over there. So I got to meet him and and Condi Rice, Don Rumsfeld, the the first lady. And it was just really, really incredible. I got to tell the military stories. I got to work with soldiers and and veterans and and it, it was just my dream job. I got to travel all over the world. I worked with refugees from from Kosovo and, and and Serbia and Macedonia, Croatia, all over. And I'm still friends with some of these people 25 years later. It's been great. So President Bush, yeah, that was an amazing experience. I got to run a couple of miles with him. And <laughs> he, you know, whatever your political affiliation, I'm not here to promote a, a president or not, but I will tell you that he did love the troops and and he was a great commander in chief for the military people out there. Oh, that's a great insight. That's good to hear. Well, Brandy, uh, I wanted to inject some holiday cheer into our podcast. We're always talking about the cyber threats, um, but we, we love pivoting into leadership and entrepreneurship, and, and you certainly embody both of those qualities, meaning leadership and, of course, the entrepreneurship um, component. But you've done some neat things in um, the philanthropy realm, particularly around mental health. I want to release this before Thanksgiving instead of having it be our December. This will be our December podcast. 
But I want our audience to have uh, to to be able to consider a good cause to get behind for the holidays. And of course, I, I think that personally, nothing brings me more cheer, and I'm sure this is true true of other people, than giving and helping others, particularly when it's for a good cause. I know at WebCheck Security, we're <clears throat> we're really um, passionate about. Uh, donating and, and helping um, around mental health. However, sometimes trauma brings about the good and the change in our lives. Let's take a few minutes, and would you be inclined to share your story of, of your daughter and how, and a little bit about what Good Deed Revolution is, how that started, the genesis? I think that would be very interesting for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, serving in the military um, I got to be an NCOIC, the non-commissioned officer in charge. I got to lead a group. And while I was leading a team, I had many of my soldiers suffer suffer with PTSD. Mm-hmm. And having worked in, in very high stress, I worked in TV for a lot of years. I struggled with some of my mental health because you see literally the worst days and moments of people's lives. And you're constantly talking about the negative in the world. Um And then I was faced with that personally as a mom. You know, I ended up being a single mom. I had my two daughters and um, I I adopted my son through foster care, as you mentioned. But my 12-year-old attempted suicide. You know, I had just built my studio, Vega Media Studios, and um, I went in to, to cover a story for the broadcast that I was working on. And my 12-year-old daughter attempted to end her life. And thankfully, somebody, her carpool found her and and got her help and she survived. But, you know, it it was such a shock for me. And and we didn't talk about it. The first time we didn't talk about it. And she promised me it wouldn't happen again. We spent a few days in primary children's. We spent a few days at at uni, the um, mental health facility. And she promised it would never happen again. Well, fast forward two years later, almost exactly. At 14 years old, I almost lost my daughter again to suicide, and it was horrific. Thankfully, her friend had the courage to call 911, and the police knocked at my door in the middle of the night. And I, they said, is this your daughter? And I said, yeah. I thought maybe she snuck out and got in trouble. They said, you need to go check on her. Thankfully, we found her and, and got her help. If her friend hadn't had the courage to call 911, we would have found my daughter probably deceased in the morning. This time we got her to primary children's and we didn't know for a while if she was going to come out of it. Mm -hmm. We, we just didn't know what to expect. And I actually, I've been volunteering at IHC doing spiritual care. Nobody dies alone for almost seven years um, because they just didn't have enough people there to help, not enough chaplains. So I spent a lot of time in the hospital and, you know, I thought the first time we didn't talk about it the second time, um, I ended up doing a video in my car, a broken mom, heartbroken. I didn't, I, I wasn't sure where to turn or what to do. And I said, I'm here right now at Primary Children's. My daughter's in there. We're not sure if she's going to wake up or not. We need help. I don't know what to do. She tried to end her life. And I, I was very vulnerable, which I don't like doing. You know, it's tough to be vulnerable like that. But I woke up the next morning and I had my, my video had gone viral, had over, 12, 15,000 views. I had hundreds of messages and I discovered what a huge problem it was. 
And I remember praying to Heavenly Father. I said, if you save my daughter, I'll do anything you want me to do. Well, she ended up coming out of it. Um, and, and around that same time, my friends at KSL, NBC, reached out to me and said, Brandy, will you share your story on the news? And I said, no, I will not. Absolutely not. The worst day of my life. You want me to share this horrible <laughs> thing. And, and, and so I told him no. And, and we waited. And I don't know if it was a week later, a few days later. Um, when I was praying, I got the distinct impression, I'll give you a second chance, but there won't be a third. What will you do with it? And I thought about this because when my daughter attempted to end her life the first time, one of my good friend's son that same week, her 19-year-old son killed himself. And she didn't get a second chance. And I read her her book, and, and I was just thinking about my daughter. And so the TV station called me back, and they said, will you reconsider? And I reluctantly did the interview. And I said, if you're watching this right now, same thing I'll tell your, your listeners. If you're listening to this, Stop what you're doing and go ask your children, your spouse, your parents, your loved ones, your coworkers, if you think something, even if you don't think something's wrong, ask them point blank, are you suicidal? How's your mental health? And when it aired on the news that night, and I said, don't beat around the bush, just get to the point, ask them if they're suicidal. I had a dad reach out and he said, you just saved my daughter's life. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I watched your story on the news. He said, stop what we were doing. He goes, I went to check on her right then. And she had already written her suicide note and was getting ready to kill herself. And I caught her. And I was able to get her to the hospital. Thank you for sharing. And then after that, I got another message from a family. And they said, we watched your story on the news. We went to talk to our son. He confessed he had a plan to end his life this weekend. We're getting him help. Thank you. So in my mind, I thought, okay. If my little story on local news could save two, uh, you know, out of maybe 20 or 30,000 people that saw it, imagine what we could do if we could reach 200,000 or 2 million or even more. And so this is where I went back to my, I've, I've been in production and media for 25 years. I own a video production company in Salt Lake and I run a nonprofit. So I founded Good Deed Revolution in 2015. And initially, the point of it was, after all these years in TV telling the negative side, I wanted to do good deeds, acts of kindness, pay it forward, and share those stories on video to inspire and motivate. Well, now I thought, well, what if we shift this to the mental health? Helps, heal, educate, listen, prevent, and support. And that's what we did. And we created Live Live, which you and Nexus were supporters of. And I really appreciate that. Well, it felt good. If I could just uh, empathize um, and I haven't asked permission, uh, to, to share this. So I'll just say generically, I have several children. <laughs> um, one of our children, um, did attempt suicide. Um, he was a young single adult at the time. Uh, he's now married and, uh, things are not easy, but going, going well. Um, and the worst day of my life was when I found him and, uh, there are maybe offline sometime I'll share what I call uh, tender mercies from God and uh, why his life was spared. Uh, but it was a dark, dark day. Uh, through it, I, I felt buoyed up in my beliefs and my faith, and I felt a tangible presence. Um, and my intent is not to make 
non-believers too uncomfortable, but there was something very powerful there uh, that blessed us all. Um, and I, I made the uh, resolution that I would help wherever I could, not just with this family member, but as I started WebCheck Security years later um, in 2018, one of my goals is that as this company gets more successful, that I will donate to mental health causes. And a uh, culmination of which uh, is to start or merge or contribute to and help operate a foundation. So maybe we need to talk offline. Uh, but I, yeah. I just, uh, what you're saying just resonates. And I hope that there are listeners to this podcast that it resonates with them too and that they can get behind this and get involved and inquire at gooddeedrevolution.org. And, and that is, is one of the objectives here today. Right. We're going to take a quick break. WebCheck Security looks to Nexus IT to partner for IT security. Need data storage that can prove uh, your industry's regulations and appropriate documentation of compliance efforts? Don't have time or manpower to create policy templates? As you implement new procedures in your organization, tried and true, let Nexus IT consultants do it for you. To find out more, go to www.nexusitc.net or call them. You ready for this number, folks? 435-659-2533. That's 435-659-2533. And we're back with the amazing Brandy Vega, founder of Vega Media Studios and Good Deed Revolution. Well, um, we need to talk a little bit about Good Deed Revolution um, in detail. Then what is it? What does it do? And how can people get behind it? So Good Deed Revolution was started in 2015, and it was my way of, of paying it forward. I often would do good deeds and humanitarian work, and people would come and say, thanks for sharing that on social media because you inspired me to know that I could do it. And so when we first launched, it was about doing good deeds, act kindness, pay it forward, sharing them on video. In fact, one of our very first stories, we had a firefighter who was 35 years old, dying of lung cancer. And his dying wish was to meet Tom Cruise and fly in a fighter jet. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, kind of a big, kind of a big wish, but we launched the website. We put it out there with the power of social media and said, Hey, Tom Cruise, will you be his wingman? And long story short, we were able to grant his, his final wish. And not all of them were like that, but we saw the power of intention and social media so we had another little girl who was abandoned and bullied by, she was abandoned by her parents. She was bullied at school. She had poor teeth and, and a speech problem. And I dealt with that too. I paid for my own braces at 13 because I was afraid to smile. I had a big gap in my front teeth and I just kept my mouth shut and my face down. And so finally I, I got a job at a motel and I earned enough money to buy my own braces. And I remember Fantastic. the the, con the confidence and the freedom it gave me to be able to smile so I had just gotten braces for my daughter and I talked to the orthodontist. I said, would you be willing to donate braces to this little girl? We surprised her. And it was like she won the lottery. You know, she gained her confidence and she gained a smile. So we did it like that. But when I almost lost my daughter to suicide, <clears throat> we decided to shift it up and focus a little bit more on the mental health. 
And that's what we've been doing. So Good Deed Revolution, um, we have a, a video podcast series that has stories from advocates, allies, those struggling, tips and tools. We have resources for anyone dealing with mental health and, and suicide. We've combined all these resources. But it also, we, we put on Live Live, and you can get more information at Live Live event. That was our big one where I thought, you know what, we're going to take these messages of hope, help, and healing, and we essentially door-dashed them to people wherever they were around the globe on the devices and the platforms they use through the people they trust. So we live-streamed September 10th, World Suicide Prevention Day, um, on on TikTok, on, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on YouTube. And we reached over 165,000 people with these messages of hope and help. And we're doing it again for 2023 because the key is people need to know about 988. They can call or text 988. It's the new national crisis hotline if they're struggling. There's other organizations like NAMI, AFSP. There, there's just groups out there. And I think sometimes we're, we're trying to stop the stigma and start these conversations. So I'll tell you, Greg. After going through this and being a voice, people come to me like I'm an expert. I'm not. I'm just a mom with lived experience. But there are so many people dealing with trauma, with abuse, with mental health issues, with addiction, and they lead sometimes to to suicide. And so we're just trying to start these conversations, let people know that there's help that they're not alone and it's okay to feel this way and talk about it. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. I, you know, I've um, not only had uh, the situation, the aforementioned in our own family, but I've worked in an ecclesiastical role and have worked with um, young single adults um, teenagers and others where um, there there are real issues there, whether it's diagnosed uh, clinical depression or bipolar or OCD or sometimes just very traumatic life events. And sometimes uh, I would say mental health is just still really difficult because you can't, if, if I have COVID, I can go get a blood test, you know, or get a swab and, and they can tell me um, pretty immediately whether I have it or not. And that's the same with any disease. Well, there are physiological things that happen in the brain. But there are no real good tests to figure this out. I, I do want to share one thing with our listeners and then get back to what my point is here. And that is that Good Deed Revolution can educate, yes, on where those resources are at. Um, but one resource I've become enamored with, and maybe you've heard of him, uh, Brandy, is Dr. Daniel Amen. He wrote a book called Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Is that? I'll just pause. Is that familiar to you, this work? Vaguely. Vaguely, but I'd love to dive more into it. That's been part of my mission, too, is to learn as much as I can. Well, he's only one guy in only one clinic, but in his life work, he uh, he, uh, he is a, um, a, a psychiatrist, so medical medically trained doctor. He learned to perform brain spec scans, and these are a little different than MRIs because what they show is areas where the brain is lit or not lit and whether it's firing properly. And he was criticized by neurologists and his own psychiatric community because, you know, when you think about it, Brandy, the whole uh, the holistic physiology of the brain should come together in the psychiatry world, right? It doesn't or it hadn't. And so he started proving over time uh, with research that he could identify that people who had uh, 
depression and bipolar and OCD, there was, he could show the areas of the brain that were either hyper-functioning, think of paranoia or uh, manic states, or that were under-functioning. Mm-hmm. Often he found there was physical trauma, and as people talked to him, he would realize, oh, yeah, I fell off my bunk bed when I was three years old, and I had a concussion for two days, or or I was in a car accident not long ago, and I stopped being able to do X, Y, or Z. Once he could show what area of the brain was affected, then he would run an MRI to look for further um, uh, physiological damage, and then he was able to better prescribe drugs and therapy whereas now it's kind of hey try lithium try prozac try and there are newer drugs i recognize that on the market but they sometimes they work for a time and then they don't work at all right and it's a constant battle so anyway very interesting work um really interesting to to try and get a hold of that clinic or to find other practices like unto it where they're actually imaging the brain and can help people hopefully this becomes more ubiquitous in the future um but let's let's dive a little bit more into resources so i've felt this before where what do i do where do we go who do we talk to insurance doesn't always pay for stuff you know and and so um tell me what you've learned at good deed revolution maybe a little bit about nami and and some of the resources where people can turn yeah. for help well so if you go to the website gooddeedrevolution.org you can find if you scroll down we have a list of of all the resources and this is predominantly in utah for pre-crisis crisis and post-crisis this is part of the problem is when you're in the middle of a crisis you don't know where to look and and things are like, oh, go here, go there, go here. And it's like, we just tried to combine where you can go. So if somebody is feeling potentially suicidal or depressed or expressing um, some ideation, we've got pre-crisis and you can find information there. If you're in the middle of a crisis, you can find it there. If you're post-crisis for you or somebody you love, there's resources right there. One thing I didn't know of, and it is a really fantastic resource, is NAMI, N-A-M-I.org. They have classes, individual classes. They have family classes, and these are free. It's a fantastic um, resource for people that, unfortunately, I didn't learn about it until after my daughter's second suicide attempt. There's also the AFSP.org, and this is a, another national one. So wherever you are in the, in the country, you can you can look it up and find your chapter and get help there. Anywhere in the United States, you have 988, which is the universal crisis hotline now that you can call or you can text if, if you are struggling, if somebody you love is struggling. For a lot of different reasons, um, you, you don't have to hesitate. But I think now more than ever, what we're trying to accomplish is to just start having these conversations. How do you check on somebody? I'm, I'm telling people, here, here's something that I've started to implement is, is the power of three. <laughs> so each night or each day, come up with three things you're grateful for. Come up with three people you want to reach out to and check on them and, and ask them really how they're doing. And then maybe have three goals, three things you want to accomplish for the day. That helps a lot with, with our own mental health, but just checking on people and even sharing some of those resources online. I've just started to, to reach out and ask people, hey, how's your mental health? How are you feeling? What's going on? And, and that's helpful. So, I mean, there are a lot of things, but I think 
like you said, if somebody's diabetic, if somebody's got a broken arm or uh, we, we talk about all these things and we don't judge people. When I was going through the training, because there's a lot I didn't know, you don't say committed suicide, you say died by suicide. But as I was going through a lot of this, I was talking to some of the trainers with AFSP and with NAMI. And they said, you know, when, when the Twin Towers came down and you saw people leaping from the building, they jumped to their death. That, um, that is, they took their life by suicide. But we don't judge them because we didn't feel like they had any other option. You know, so oftentimes when we're talking, we say that person, why were they so selfish? Why did they choose to do this? And I know we lost somebody in our community, too, recently who who died by suicide. But if you think about all those people who left off the Twin Towers, and if you imagine the people who are suffering or struggling, that they feel that intense heat, that pressure, and they feel like the only option is ending their lives. But if we can buy that time, if we can get, you know, if, if we can talk them down for nine minutes we can usually get them through the rough patch. Fantastic. So you're looking at, uh, yeah, you, you brought up live live and um, yeah, this was our, our big event. And we're going to be doing it again, um, September 10th, 2023. It's an annual event, but we had over 60 speakers, celebrities, influencers. We streamed on their platforms. We let people know about these resources. And the number one thing is, we had people, you know, you, you look at influencers and you think they have everything together or celebrities, their lives are perfect, but we don't hear the backstory. And I think it's just time for all of us to be honest and open and to say, hey, it's okay to struggle. And, and here's some of the initiatives that we have. We have um, our podcast, we had our live stream event, and this is actually being updated right now. We're adding some of the videos so you can see what's going on there. You can watch the show and we're really trying to get people involved and everybody can do something. Here was my quote of the year. Da Vinci said, I've been impressed with the urgency of doing. Knowing is not enough. We must apply. Being willing is not enough. We must do. We all know that there's a mental health crisis. We all know that there, especially with the pandemic, there's been a lot of issues going on with our mental health and suicide. We all say, let me know if I can do something but it's time we do something. And that's what Live Live was. It was an opportunity to get directly involved, to share the stream, to watch the stream. It was an, as easy as watching, clicking, sharing, donating. And, and we're gonna continue to do that. We wanna just let people know that their lives matter, that together we can overcome the hard things. Hey, and count in web check security again. Uh, this year, only this time awesome. more. <laughs> and we'll try to get others on board yeah. as well. This kind of perfectly segues, uh, Brandy, because uh, I want to leave this podcast by by saying that, uh, hey, do something, people. And you, it's it's as easy as going to this this website and, and donating either to uh, Good Deed Revolution or directly to, I, I guess, can you donate to one or the other, the Live Live Stream or Good Deed? And uh, maybe they're one and the same. Yeah, they're one and the same. They go, they go to the same place. And our goal is to provide content. We're creating these resources. We're creating the video podcast so that people have it. We're creating our global show that reaches the masses. And in between that, we do things in our community um, to also promote mental health and suicide prevention. 
And I can see here on the website, uh, for those of uh, those that are logged into our YouTube channel and are viewing this in the video form, um, you've got uh, the ability to pay through the website. There's PayPal, there's Venmo. Uh, you can cut a check. You can do a, an ACH, it looks like. Uh, fantastic. This yeah. is the real deal. <laughs> this is not a spurious organization. This is the real deal. And, and that's one of the things. Well, you know, Greg, I'm sorry. I was just going to say there's so many ways people, some people just don't have any time, but they have money. You know, I donate. True. Some people have no money, but they have time. Volunteer. And, and this makes it so simple that all you have to do is want to do something and you can do it. And, and even just a daily good deed, smile at somebody, check on them, hold the door, buy somebody a Coke. Like there's little things that we can do all day, every day that really make a big difference. And when it comes to mental health, we had one girl who was standing on the curb, ready to step in front of a, a bus. And as she was standing there because she was just struggling with her life, somebody drove by and they yelled out the window, you're beautiful. And that comment for her, she stepped back up on the curb and she thought, they noticed me. Sometimes people just want to be seen. We just want to know that somebody sees us, that we matter. So making eye contact, giving a compliment, challenge yourself to give a compliment today. It's really easy to do something that might potentially save a life, and it doesn't have to be millions of, of dollars, but we'll take that too. I love <laughs> that. <there's> <laughs> Small things matter, don't they? Can Can I share a secret from my life? I like to, uh, yeah. when, when I'm going to a 7-Eleven, I'm getting a Slurpee or, you know, <clears throat> I will confess I do drink the occasional uh, sugar-free Red Bull or whatever. Um, I love looking at the clerk in the eye, looking at their name tag and saying, Hey Joe, thanks. Have a nice day. I like calling them by name and people look at you like you're calling me by name. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. Yeah. So I, I wholeheartedly endorse that. Find someone, uh, talk to them, build them up. That's what this podcast is all about anyway. And Brandy, I think that's a perfect place to, to end this podcast. But before we do, there's just a couple of things. Number one, uh, we, we didn't really get into this, but Vega Media Studios is amazing. Uh, you're, you're working with all kinds of projects. Some of them you're really proud of. Some of them are, yeah, it's a project. Do you want to just share with, uh, and I should share with our <laughs> listeners, I met you because I sing in this little uh, world-famous choir called the Tabernacle Choir on Temple Square, and Brandy is often there uh, manning some of the cameras. That is a broadcast every Sunday morning, as you know, that goes out to literally millions of people over thousands of radio and television stations and now on YouTube. In fact, I love coming back uh, Sunday afternoons. My wife and I will pull it up on YouTube and watch the day's broadcast or on BYU TV, or there's literally a, a dozen different internet streaming services that we can watch it. Well, Brandy's often there uh, filming us guys in the <laughs> ugly base corner and giving us, giving hey. us the love on the camera. She does a lot of work for uh, the, the, the church that sponsors that organization, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and other uh, churches as well. But you're also doing a lot of commercial things. Tell us a little bit about some of the projects you're working on and how people can get in touch with Vega media studios. Yeah, well, we do a lot of different things, mainly at the studio. We have a, a physical studio in Salt Lake with a green psych, a white psych. If you're in production, you know what that is, the infinity walls. We've done car commercials. We do 
they filmed Squatty Potty here and a few <laughs> other fun videos you might recognize. And I've been um, working with the Tabernacle Choir for 18 years now on that broadcast. Wow. But we do most training, education, commercials. We do some TV shows. We may or may not have had a, a desperate situation with housewives here this year <laughs> shooting some segments uh yeah it's just all kinds of fun stuff movie pickups and but our big thing that we're kicking off for 23 is video podcasts for clients making it super easy to do social media videos tiktok videos training and education and packages so that for businesses like you we can make it real easy yeah and i will say to our listeners we've contracted with vega media studios uh, to do some fun things coming up. And uh, Brandy will be uh, shooting video at our third annual uh, Web Check Security Cybersecurity Seminar, or Summit, rather, on April 27th of 2023. Uh, that's going to be fun. But I'm, I'm very excited to have a professional this year taking video and, uh, you know, get rid of all the selfies. Well, we'll still have a few selfies here and there. And but uh, it, it's you gotta it, have selfies. Yeah, but it's it's gonna be wonderful, and we're we're excited about the relationship going forward, and what it means for uh, web check security. Uh, but back to the purpose of the podcast. What are the best ways for people to get a hold of you and to to donate to inquire with regards to Good Deed Revolution and mental health? You can always find me on social media. I'm out there, Brandy Vega, Facebook, Instagram. But if you go to either of those websites, livelivevents.org or gooddeedrevolution.org, my direct phone number is on there. You're welcome to call me if you have questions, if you want to be involved, if you want to be a sponsor, if you want to share a story. I, I love connecting with people in the community who want to make a difference or who could use a little bit of support. Well, Brandy, that's awesome. And uh, that's going to wrap up our podcast for today. I thank you so much for being here today. Um, and I would encourage all of our listeners, again, to go out to gooddeedrevolution.org. Vistas thanks our sponsor, Nexus IT Consultants. For world-class security and home automation, call Nexus. Uh, they're wonderful. Uh, you can call them at 435-659-2533 or hit their website up at nexusitc.net. Today's music has been provided by Suit Up Soldier and can be downloaded on Spotify, Apple Music, and other popular platforms. Until next time, look only for the good in others and come back and listen to us again. <laughs>